So, my name is Tom Domrowski. I'm from West Akron, if you guys haven't known already. And uh, married with four kids. A disclaimer before we get started. Um, we're not going to be throwing around theology of different verses here. Uh, it's really a forum on how we see the Bible and why we may not see it clearly. Um, I'm not a PowerPoint expert. So it's going to be as basic of a PowerPoint as you may have seen already. So let's pray. Dear Lord, we invite thee into our midst here in this classroom, Lord, that thou may use thy spirit to guide us, use thy spirit to arouse us and revive us, that we may see clearly what thou has in store for us, Lord. Lord, help that we may understand thy scripture more clearly, understand thy scripture as the prophets of old did, a, a direct connection from God, Lord. Help us all with open minds, open hearts, that we may glorify thee through everything we may do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, is our biblical vision 2020. Um, many of you have glasses. Also, one more thing. The forum will be somewhat interactive. I'm going to throw some questions out, so I don't feel like talking the whole 45 minutes or so. So, um, Many of you have glasses. What's, why would you put on glasses? See. To see. You're blurry. <laughs> so you put on glasses to see. Because you have a defect in your natural vision. There you go. Defect in your natural vision. Thank you. That's a good one. The Bible actually uh, points out things that will inhibit our view of the Bible. And we're going to go through these, we're going to go through some characters, and we're going to maybe analyze some characters of why they couldn't see, or if they ever could see. Alright. It did work. Alright. Let's see if this works. All right. So the Bible is full of sight-style words. Now, not all of them have to do with sight, but blind has been used 94 times, 14 times in Matthew. Darkness, 162 light, so on. As you can see, we got a thousand plus words have to do with what we see, how we see. Um, interesting enough, Darkness is minimized. It's all about light. As you guys from my inspiration hour, Christ is light. How we see Christ is very important. How we see his commandments is very important. There are a few categories here that I want to discuss. Now, not everybody's going to fit in these. There's four categories. These are two of them. I try to find some images. So we have blindness. We have blind with no hope, so it's a guy covering his own eyes. We have blind with hope, so someone else covering your eyes. We have purposefully co covering our vision, actually five categories. And we have working on our vision, maybe we need some different glasses. And then we see perfect vision, zero blindness, 2020. Who here, what categories do you think you are at? Five. Spiritually. Thank you. <laughs> Spiritually. Five categories. Maybe you're in between. There's probably dozens of places in between. Where do we think we are? Number two. Number two, which would be blind with no hope? <laughs> the guy looking at the book? All right, we're here. Anybody else? All right, so you think sometimes we're right here. Is the Pope here? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Anybody? Anybody feel that they're here? 
No. Well, I'm glad about that. So 1 Corinthians 13, 12. Now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. So the Bible understands that you're not going to see everything perfectly all the time your whole life. So there's a lot of wiggle room in between the stages here. All right, so levels of blindness in the Bible. Characters. We have eyes that look, but sometimes we do not see. What are the causes of spiritual blindness? We're going to get into this as well as we get into some of these characters. Blind with no hope characters. So, in your guys' view of the Bible, is there any characters that never had a chance? Blind, no hope. Anybody? Satan? Satan? Okay. Let's go to humankind. So Satan is obvious. Jews? Judas. Judas. All right, he's on a list. Pharisees? Pharisees? Man, another one on the list. Pharaoh? Good. You guys, did you guys read my PowerPoint here? <laughs> Jezebel. Jezebel? That wasn't on the list. Herod? Herod? Second thief on the cross. Good. All right, we'll review some of these, not all of them. All right, so here's my list. Let's think about that as we go through this PowerPoint. Were we blind without hope at one point in our lives? So Satan, Pharaoh, Pharisees and Sadducees, Judas, and Esau. We were all children of wrath. That's right. That's right. All right, Pharisees. How many think the Pharisees had a shot at first? Okay. All right. So the seven woe of the Pharisees. So these are some of the things we did. I think as you, Matthew's quite a bit, Matthew talks a lot about the Pharisees. But as we get along is as Jesus starts condemning them, as they see more and more miracles, they actually get more blind and more blind. And then finally, right here, is when they call Christ Beelzebub. I think Christ says, that's it. I've done all I can to show you the light, and you still refuse it. Can you imagine what kind of miracles the Pharisees were seeing in front of their faces? Maybe on a daily, multiple times a day. And yet they called Christ Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. Yes. Um, but there were many leaders and Pharisees that did finally, either secretly or openly, or as in the case of Saul, he was made blind so that he could see. Correct. You see that on the Bible study on Monday. Um, we don't know many Pharisees by name. We probably know less than a handful. And yes, they were, they're, they're, as a group, though, they were severely blinded, and I believe at the end of, end of the day, um, they were completely blinded by their own selves. They could not see Christ who they were. I, in my opinion, they worshipped the law. More than that. That's what the Bible says, true. All right. Pharaoh. So it's interesting, as I study this a little bit, maybe you guys know this, maybe it's second second hand nature here, second hand knowledge. Um, the first five harden your hearts of Pharaoh was the Greek word, I'm going to butcher this up, kazak is used, which does not indicate any one person of hardening. So it's ambiguous. It's not personal. The first five plagues, the hardening of the heart, so the blood, the frogs, the gnats, the flies, the livestock, all indicated that Pharaoh was the culprit here. It was ambiguous. He was doing this on his own. The next four, there seems to be some interjection here 
from the Lord. As the Bible clearly says, the Lord, and then again Pharaoh, and then God, and then some more. So while Pharaoh was mentioned as blind with no hope, the argument could be made that he had, when he was here, he refused to see who God was. He had ample opportunity. I think all these were huge hints. Whack Pharaoh aside ahead with all these plagues and still didn't see. God was trying to awaken him. Also, he had a purpose. Judas. How many think Judas had a chance? He had a chance at one time. At one time. It's a a tough question. I mean, obviously we can't predict this stuff, but I just, it's a, yes. That's right. I'm just kind of, I'm not, I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong here. I'm just trying to throw out some characters. Have we thought about these characters in this manner? I think that just highlights the fact that um, God knows the choice we're going to make. So here Judas had, he had a chance, right? But God knew that chance that he wasn't going to take that opportunity. So it was prophesied and foretold in scripture. Correct. Yes, yes. So Judas here, John 17, 12. I'm not going to read all the verses. Son of perdition, which is a very strong language. Anybody know what that means? What? Son of perdition is really eternal damnation. So utter destruction. The son of, the son of utter destruction. Esau. There is two schools of thought here. How many think that the blessings he's talking about is not necessarily spiritual, but physical, that he lost his birthright? Physical, so, Dalibor? Yep. We do have Romans here, though. Esau I've hated, which is an interesting one as well. But two schools of thought. Some people seem to think that the blessings here is spiritual. Other people seem to think that a blessing here is... But you've got to talk about context, right? So you're saying, how do you understand the scripture? That's quoted from Book of Malachi. Correct. Speaking of revelation... Yep. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Mankind without Christ, no hope. So, mankind, no hope unless God calls. No man can come when God calls. Jesus Christ, the Savior of all mankind. So, two, one says. Christ calls, the other one says he loved us first, so there's quite a bit. I believe all mankind is called. I believe there's certain uh, areas that we don't hear it. Many people don't hear it, but I believe all mankind is called. Um, anybody have thoughts on this? That's right. That's right. I believe Romans 2.20 says that. No excuse. Does anybody think there's men today that are so blind they have no hope? Uh, Romans 1, God turned forward to a reprobate Okay. How common do you think that is? It appears to be very common. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's like someone once said, don't judge my story by the chapter you want. Yeah. So, you know, the 
So as, as we get on this, we're going to talk about do we see things in that sphere of reprobate minds? Do we, are we so immune to things around us that we don't see this? So when I read that, when I read that verse, do you guys think of a large group of people? Tiny? Certain subset? That's true too. So you have that qualifier. So they're delusional now. Um, so how, how do you wrestle with that? That big group of people, I definitely see it as a, as a big group or, or a group. Um, all Satan followers. Um, at what point? That's the question. That's the question we can't answer, really. Who are pure Satan? You know that. Yeah. Okay. Good comments. All right. So I believe most of us in this room are between here. Somewhere, maybe we got something blocking us. Maybe we need better glasses. We're here. Um, you guys agree? All right. Somewhere in between. What are some vision blockers? So back here, the lady's covering up one, one eye. She's got the other eyes half closed. This guy can't see good. So obviously there's some issues here. What are some things that block our vision? Sin? What, busyness of life? Cell phone? Work? Traditions? All sin? <laughs> yep. Alright, so we're going to go through some of these. Wrongful teaching, thank you. Ignorance. So, everybody knows the story of Hosea? What was the story? The story was that he was told to marry a prostitute in order to show that the nation of Israel had prostituted itself away from God. That's right. That's right. And this is why. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I also rejected thee. And Hosea, as... Interesting enough, as they were as they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore, they would I will change their glory into shame. So as Israel at this time became more prosperous, they became more blind. We're living in a what? Probably well, other than inflation lately, but before that, the most prosperous time probably the country has ever known. I believe there's danger. There's well, the Bible says there's dangers here. Self-reliance. I find myself even telling myself, I can do this. Most of us today can probably get a job anywhere we want. Anytime. For probably more money than we're making now. We could probably change jobs every two months and the next company wouldn't even look at that as unfavorable. They'll just pay you more. <laughs> we don't know what tomorrow holds. <laughs> But that's been the case for the last three years. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So, not knowledge. Here's an example. I know about running, but I'm not a runner. Obviously. <laughs> but I do swim. And I know a lot about swimming, surprisingly. How much of our knowledge, I think the Israelites, they had the knowledge of God. It's like, you, name, name, a, name something you're not interested in. Maybe you're not interested in golf. <laughs> but you know what golf is. But you know what golf is. 
How many of us look at the Bible that way? I think the Israelites were guilty of that. They knew about God, so they weren't completely ignorant, but they had no desire to learn anything more about Him. Well, yes, but let's talk about us. Let's talk about us. <laughs> we read the Bible. How many of us feel that we read the Bible but don't know the Bible? Yeah, so we read the Bible, we don't know the Bible. So this is ignorance. Ignorance is not necessarily, in this context, complete devoid of knowledge. It's the lack of wanting more knowledge. It's, I know enough to know the name, I don't know enough to make a change. Very easy to fall into that category. Go to church, say my prayers before I eat, before I go to bed, even do Bible studies, but not enough knowledge, not enough knowledge to apply anything I've learned. We're here to be revived. How many of us, I am sure we're going to get, I've taken notes, you've seen Bible studies, we're halfway through the week. How many of us are going to apply when we walk out the camp of the knowledge we heard? We, you know, the common complaint is we learn, 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 and never apply. The Israelites, that's what they did. They knew all about God, but didn't apply. Another vision blocker. That's why we should be in the Word every day, go to church every day. We are, we are a people that need constant reminders. That's just the way we are. We forget. I don't know why this thing's not working again. All right. Another vision blocker. Relationships. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Be not deceived. Basically, another version says, bad company ruins good morals. Anybody have an example of this? They have... Experience where bad relationships has caused them biblical blindness. Solomon. Solomon. How about a personal level? Anybody on a personal level? When I moved from Ohio to California in order to fit in, I chose the wrong crowd. And that definitely blinded me to the Bible. How many of us have kids that seem like their friends are... Now, I'm not saying that their friends are only problem, but how many have kids that say their friends are taking them off to places that you don't feel that is constructive? Good relationships. Very important to have. And the Proverbs, make no friendship with anger man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go. Let's... Very much. We have to be very cautious about our relationships that they're not causing us with one eye. They're blocking our vision. Analyze your relationships. This is a big one. Probably the main cause of ignorance is not reading the Bible. All scripture... Right here, give us understanding. Lots of words. I have a challenge. You know, some of the things that has worked for myself is do it with a team. Do it with a, do it with a good relationship. You have a relationship, do it, do it together. Read your Bible. When I was young, I'll be honest. I heard it from a pulpit. Read your Bible. I'm like, oh, I come three times a week to church. That's plenty. Plenty. It's not. It's really not. Find time when you're going to work. We have all the Bluetooth technology in the world. You have soundless headphones. We have all this technology, but what are we listening with? We need to, all you need is 15 minutes, half hour a day, 
There's Bible apps that give you that, and you go through a Bible in one year. I think it's important with our busyness of life to get something as a practice to read your Bible almost daily, if not every day, including Sunday. Make it a mark to read the Bible in one year. Read with knowledge. Got your chapter in? Yeah, yeah. Jen? Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's be honest. The Bible is not a book that you're going to pick up and like an exciting book. It is not. I don't think we should sell it at that. It's not entertainment. But it's obviously where we find a soul salvation. So it's, I think we need to look at the Bible when you, when you put it yourself in the right mind frame. You don't pick up a, like you pick up a, I don't know, somebody told me they're into old mystery books today. Or the other day, and I forget who it was. You don't pick up a you know, Nancy Drew book and say, okay, we're going to be entertained now. I think it's a totally wrong way to pick up a Bible. The Bible is there to pick up to say, what's God have in store for me? I don't think anybody's picking up the Bible to be entertained. And I don't think they should be. Okay. But is it exciting to your flesh? No. Okay, that's that's what I meant. I, I think when we pick up an entertainment Netflix, you name it, we are looking to entertain our flesh. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Yes. Did you have a comment, Dave? Yeah, so the, the challenge to the millennial class today was to look at the Bible as the infallible, inerrant word of God. And so, like Daniel, you, the phrase scripture says, or the Bible says, because it is what God has told us, what he has left for us. So it's important when we start talking to society to say, the Bible says this, and to treat the word, yes, not as an but as what God tells the world, even though they don't see it that way, they will one day. Thank you. All right. Continuing. Read your Bible. One more thing about reading the Bible. Yes. And this is not easy, but if, if you want to really force yourself to read the Bible, the Bible says you have to prepare different when you teach, so different when you read it on your own. You mean force yourself to do a Bible study is way to, one way to get into the Word. Absolutely. To, to teach a Bible study. To do a Bible, teach a Bible study. You're, you're exactly right. Yeah. So my experience was when I started the plan to read the Bible in one year, I did it on the way to work, and if I couldn't do it then, I tried to find time in the day. One of those days, one of those times was when I'm mowing grass. So I put my great set of uh, soundless headphones on, and I would mow grass. But I, this was the first time I actually was listening and not reading. So I want to encourage everybody, it takes, it took me about a month to adjust to listening and not reading the scripture. What I did after a month, I kicked the whole plan over again because I felt that I was so used to listening now and listen, instead of reading that I started a Bible app one year plan all over again. 
because I felt like I missed because I wasn't used to it. So I, I want to encourage, give yourself 30 days, 60 days. You will get, everyone's like, I heard so many times, I can't listen to the Bible, I only can read it. Yeah. Let's not be let's not be ignorant. Let's read it deeply. Another reason fear of spiritual growth. Who here wants to admit that they've changed on something after much study of the Bible? Doug, you want to say something? Well, when I was first converted. Okay. Okay. I believe I was saved by the blood of Christ. This death of grace, fully understand and fully apply He talked to me about that. I reached, yeah, that's true. And so I, I, I've changed my deepened, if you will, my knowledge. Yeah, deepened, yeah. Okay. How many, yeah, Adrian? I, uh, I think here, I, I think it's a, it's a deep, personal question. Am I not growing because the fear of growth? And what that may do in my life? What will I have to release? What will I have to put on? We don't want to learn because we don't want to change. So we stay ignorant. So it's, it's, this is... This is Hard to say, you know, oh, Adrian, you, you're, you're, you're guilty of this. But this is a personal reflection on where you sit. I think this is a big one. Don't want to change. Where, where are you? Oh, okay. <laughs> Yes. From there, I cannot leave. I, I, I've not come to know and understand everything I have. I, I have to keep that which I, I was given and so on and so forth. There are all these phrases and Christianisms that, that like, people are, are influenced with that they, they, wouldn't, they, they would look at that and not understand that there is, that when we're born again, we're like babies in Christ. There's a lot of growing that needs to happen and growth by definition. And so I, I would say that fear of spiritual growth is often tied with ignorance and wrong teaching. Yes. Yes. I think when we're newly converted, we, we may understand some things, but we don't understand the significance. And I, I don't think the, the danger of something like Gnosticism, there's always this deeper knowledge, and, oh, I've changed so much. Well, careful. Uh, it's often those things, for me anyway, uh, these things that I have affirmed and thought I believed and understood when I was younger, I now realize the significance of them and, and the importance of them, and I've grown deeper into those things. Uh, Too much change, there, there should be something recognizable from our initial state. Yeah, uh, yeah. But we should all grow deeper in and, and learn to appreciate the, 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 the significance of these things. And that's really the fascinating thing about Scripture, is the depth of it. True. All right, moving on. I think uh, Natasha said this. Did someone? Yeah. I think that we weren't really taught of spiritual maturity. I think I've talked about before. 
Busyness of life was mentioned. I think uh, Tasha mentioned it. Um, this is a big one for all of us that are working, mothers, everything. I don't have time. Don't have time. And when you don't have time for the Lord, your, block, your vision is blocked. You are not going to see the Lord as you should see him. Bible, a few Bible verses on this as well. Probably the biggest. Sin. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Basically, if I'm not seeing the sin in my life, that's David wrote that. Who better to write that but David? Sin is a big blocker. I would venture to say that out of this list, how many would agree that this is the number one? It's the one that you got your eye covered, and it's purposely covered. It's that picture of the girl, that's the sin. That's probably the biggest one. Um, we have to repent of our sins to see the Lord who he is. And on that note, we're going to jump into... I want to use this story that we all well, very well know, how David ignored all these blockers as he went through this timetable with Bathsheba. All right, Samuel 2, 11, 11, 1. And it came to pass after the year was expired at the time the kings went go forth to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Reba. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. In my mind, I know we talked about this a little bit in our Bible study, David was a warrior. David was the warrior of all warriors. What is he doing sitting at home? Should he have been at home? Should he have been out fighting with his, with his uh, servants, with his kings? Vision blocker, idleness and laziness. He was not where he was supposed to be. A lot of idle time David had. Moving on. And it came to pass in the evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. David, in my opinion, was not the first time he was out on the rooftop. He was looking. Bored. Lots of time in his hands. As a king, everything's been handled. How many of us, I'm going to throw a little doozy here, think that retirement is good? <laughs> you know, the Bible doesn't say anything about retirement. In my opinion, it could get very dangerous. It leads to a lot of idle time. I'm not saying you should work to your dead either. But I think we should be at least cautious of what we do at our time when we don't have something to do. The example here is David. David had everything handled for him and he got in trouble when he was bored. Let's be busy about our father's work. Let's engage our mind in things that edify the kingdom and not edify ourselves. Continuing and David sent and inquired after a woman, and one said, Is not Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uri the Hittite? And he sent and brought her. Sin, the largest vision blocker, human race will ever encounter. This is darkness. When you have sin, you have darkness you cannot see. Interesting enough, David was concerned about Bathsheba's physical uncleanness while completely ignoring his spiritual uncleanness. This story in the Bible is, you know, if King David is the, the king of all kings. Everybody knows King David. Yet his story here, short, what, four verses? And David had the slip up of his life because of all the sin, the blockers. He was in, he was in, he was in all of them. Let's be very cautious of what we find is our sin blockers. All right? I think that's it. All right. Jump a little bit in a little different directions. 
Years passed. 19, I don't know, Abraham Bell, when was it? I didn't look it up. 30s, 40s? Christians thought the telephone was what? The devil. The devil. So, our interpretation in the 40s was yesterday's challenge. We look at a yesterday's challenge telephone. We laugh at it today. Anybody think the telephone's the devil? <laughs> I'll continue. There's a, there's a pattern. <laughs> so, we laugh at it today. The automobile was evil. We laugh today. Photography. Whew. When it first came out, Christians in general, evil. Today, we laugh. I'm not sure this is still television, big one. I mean, I've seen dozens of pamphlets on televisions. Today, we laugh. We laugh because we have internet with 50 million channels, not 100 channels on cable TV. You guys heard that one? Maybe I'm too old. <laughs> the young guys, have you heard that one? <laughs> I'm not sure if this is still a thing. But my question is, what today are we as Christians saying is evil, like someone said the telephone, the photography was, that our kids and our grandchildren are going to laugh. And who was right? You know, it's interesting, we all can acknowledge the moral decay that's happened in our society since those times. And we may laugh at these things, but how much have they contributed to it? Yes, I'm, I'm, not, saying that, I'm not saying that laughing is correct, okay? <laughs> I think it was Dwayne Rudy that, that said, culture had thought the radio was Satan's way to get into the home now, and eventually he had the faith that Yeah, we are faced. We're. Uh, I think me and uh, my sister Emily talk about this. We are the pioneers of the cell phone. We are the first generation of parents that my kids held the cell phone. This is unprecedented time. What are we doing? Are they going to laugh because we thought the cell phone was evil? Or are they going to say, we should have never even had that in our possession? We haven't yet. None of us here, I don't think, would say, I don't have a telephone, I'll be a photography telephone. We're not there. I think we need to be very cautious of what we allow into our homes. I'm not saying don't have any of this. I just bring awareness to the situation. And another thing we need to be aware of. Akron, Akron Beacon Journal. This is fake. This is fake. <laughs> what do we do as a church when this comes? And it will come. Jalen was a most recent murder in Akron by the cops. And there was riots and protests and all that. What if somebody writes an article... Sunday, July 3rd, 2022, about the church standing silent. What is the next generation going to say about our stance with this? Are they going to look back favorably? Are they going to look back and say we were foolish? I don't know if we know how to react. If this article popped in your local, what would you do? Would you ignore it? Would you say something? I don't, I'm, not, I'm not pretending I have the answers here. I'm just bringing awareness to something that will happen. It may already happen. I don't know. As a church, we need to be ready for this kind of challenge. YouTube. How many kids are on YouTube? 
All of them. All right, quick video. Now, Celine, she's Canadian. She's innocent. You know, they're non-warring country. Quebec, so that makes a difference. It makes her non-Canadian. All right. It's okay, it's okay. I'm Celine Dion. I didn't test this guy, so... Let's see. I told you I wasn't a PowerPoint expert. Cut and paste what? Into what? I'm in the internet. Dave. Did I just get out of here? All right. Did it change your It's right here. Yep. All right. All right. Thanks, Dave. Sure. You're good. All right. Watch. It's okay. It's okay. I'm Celine Dion. Our children, they are not really our children, as we are all just links in a never-ending chain that is life. For us, they are everything. But in reality, we are only a fraction of their universe. We miss the past. They dream of tomorrow we may thrust them forward into the future but the course will always be theirs to choose I can't believe they call security. I mean, oh, come on, I'm Celine Dion. <laughs> I'm not spending the night in jail. Holy shit. All right, how many people have seen it? The video before. All right, so those that have seen it before and have studied it, no answers from you. <laughs> how many people seen the images as she walked through the nursery? What did you see, Aiden? I noticed... Uh, did you ever see the video before? No. Okay. <laughs> but symbols are important. I saw the stars on the video. Uh, uh, all right. That's not what... All right. So I missed this the first two, three times I watched. Yeah. You ordered boys and girls. Nope. Let's watch... Alright, that's the obvious. That's what they want you to look at. Hold on. This is my point of what we're watching. Right there. Look. Well, you tell me. <laughs> I didn't make the video. <laughs> yeah. Demons. See that last one? Right there it is. So, the point here is that we may laugh at old times, but we're are we seeing the dangers right in front of us? Clothing brand. I don't care about that. All right, one more. If I can get this thing to work. 
What do we see here? Four horses. A white horse. White, white. Red, red. Third beast. Balances. Even had the balances, holds the balances. Right here. And the fourth, pale horse of death. She's sitting on him. Right here. This is her most recent album cover. What are we listening to? If we are. Our kids. This is... I don't think we're aware of the powers that are out there. I think we've lived in an age that everything is okay. And these are very subtle. And they're becoming more evident of clues. The white horse, some say, I'm not getting into this too much, Antichrist. The red horse signals war. The black horse, famine. And unbearable inflation. The pale horse is death. Why did she make this cover? Any idea what the conversation was like in the art room when they were discussing this? Anybody want to have a clue? I mean, I, I don't know. So how did this album cover come to be? What's that? How did the album cover come to be? Somebody, somebody made it. Somebody approved it. Anybody else? Well, yeah, I didn't hear that one. <laughs> but I think we do have things to fear because we have a cell phone. And we, we I'll be honest, I mean... How many, I've, I've heard her music. How many have not heard, ever heard a Beyonce song? Stan? <laughs> Never. You probably heard on the elevator. Yeah, I mean, in the store. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not saying that we're, I'm not saying that we're, we listen to it, but I, what I'm trying to tell you is that the clues are mega clues that demonic powers exist all around us. And do we see them? And we allow it, yes. Uh, just like the other previous ones, the television, the radio, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it looks like total art. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jen, you got it up. Yep. Yeah, that that's kind of that's kind of what that was, that's what I was leading up to. I was like, I lean, that, what I what I'm trying to get at everything in the past. We today we laugh. Are our kids gonna laugh at this album cover?
We have to know. Discerning. Discerning, we have to talk about what's out there. They have to learn on their own what God's Word says about it and decide for themselves. And if we don't start that as little, when they're old, they're not going to make good choices. So, in, yes, sorry. Yeah. So, quick, quick, quick survey. How many here think the next one or two generations will laugh at this album cover? R. We haven't stopped it yet. The Christian. Gen- well, uh, my my example is a telephone, the TV, all that. They're laughing. We laugh. Well, how many think we they will? That's that's mainstream Christian culture just likes the world's We look at this as very dangerous. Are they gonna look at it common like we do all the rest? And how do we stop it? How do we stop the degrading inside our homes? It's a challenge. It's a real challenge. Yes. So over eighty percent of what like over eighty percent of our brain is connected to even when we don't directly look at something, it, it enters our minds, it changes how we think, whether we know it or not. Um, and then going back to your your analogy with vision and spectacles and looking at the lens. Sorry, I'm gonna nerd out here a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I don't think this is, well, I know this is not going away, but I think this is already into our homes. Like we, yeah. That's the last of it. I know we're over time. Uh, thank you for all the insights. And let's pray that our kids are not laughing at this stuff that we're so concerned about. Thank you.